From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Alexa Crowder, and this is Everything Evanston. Indivisible Evanston was formed in 2017, shortly after the inauguration of former President Donald Trump, when four groups of friends in Evanston came together with the goal of resisting Trump's agenda. About a month into the Biden administration, Everything Evanston talked with some of its members to reflect on their past efforts and look toward the future of Indivisible Evanston's work under President Biden. For the first three years of the administration, Indivisible Evanston took action supporting progressive policies and candidates through canvassing, rallies, writing postcards, and more. Mostly we called schools, high schools, community colleges, colleges to see if we could register voters. We registered voters at the Northwestern Games. We registered voters at the L stops. We registered voters at Oakton Community College in particular. That was Peggy McCarthy, an Evanston resident and indivisible Evanston volunteer. She led the organization's voter registration efforts throughout much of Trump's term. And her work was fueled by a singular goal. My motivation was always to do whatever it took within the law to make sure that this man did not have a second term. McCarthy's efforts took her to Wisconsin, a key swing state in the 2020 presidential election. She drove there multiple times to register voters at Milwaukee DMVs. Sespe Jr. Bobby Reed also focused on Wisconsin when he got involved with Indivisible Evanston through the university's Center for Civic Engagement. Last winter quarter, Reed helped organize a postcard campaign from the Northwestern campus to encourage Wisconsin residents to vote in the spring primaries. But when the COVID-19 pandemic hit last March, Indivisible Evanston was forced to pivot and adapt their election year efforts to a virtual format. Reed and his fellow Northwestern volunteers reacted by implementing text banking, a digital form of phone banking that involves sending mass waves of text messages with a simple political ask. Spring quarter, we had to transfer to online, so we created a text banking campaign and recruited about 20 or 25 students from Northwestern, and we sent over 18,000 text messages across three different days of texting to voters in Florida, Pennsylvania, a lot of these key states in the election. And we were able to send text messages through a really simple program and help Indivisible out in that regard. Throughout his time partnering with the organization, Reed appreciated the passion of Indivisible Evanston's members. I had never been a part of a grassroots organization, never that in-depth. And so being able to see that firsthand was really interesting and just really eye-opening. It was a very comprehensive campaign and there was a lot that needed to get done, but there were so many people that were excited about it and energized that they were able to accomplish a lot of things. Indivisible Evanston co-leader Rosie Reese was particularly fond of postcard parties over Zoom, a virtual adaptation of a long-standing Indivisible event. One of the big actions that we've done since really 2018 has been postcarding for all kinds of candidates and issues, etc. We discovered that we could even use Zoom to have postcard parties. It's like you, know, you and I and you know 20 other people, and what we would do is we'd split up into small groups, on, into breakout rooms, and we'd have you know anywhere between four and you know six or seven people in a breakout room, and people would just be sitting in their kitchen writing postcards and chatting, and people just kept wanting to come back again and again and again. The postcard campaigning intensified after the general election, when Indivisible Evanston sent out 185,000 postcards encouraging likely Democratic voters in Georgia to get to the polls for the Senate runoffs there in January. 
Looking ahead into President Biden's term, Indivisible Evanston still plans on taking plenty of action. Reese has already started plotting the organization's next moves. We started pretty much in January and said, okay, you know, it's time to start working again. And we wanted to make sure that our members knew that we were happy everybody could breathe a sigh of relief, but now it's time to stop breathing a sigh of relief and getting back to work. This month, according to Reese, Indivisible Evanston will be working to understand the concerns of rural Trump voters. What do we need in our community here, in an urban community, to know about people in the rural parts of the country? Why do they continue to vote for Trump? What do they need? What do they want? What do we need to do to help them so that they don't feel like they need to vote for Trump? So we're right back at it again. That's all for this episode of Everything Evanston. I'm Alexa Crowder. Thanks for listening. This episode was reported and produced by me, Alexa Crowder. The audio editor of The Daily Northwestern is Alex Chun. The digital managing editors are Molly Lubers and Olivia Yarvis, and the editor-in-chief is Sneha Day.